Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. I'm recording this intro after recording eight episodes of Comedians with Ghost Stories, and I am so excited about this. People's stories are incredible. You guys are going to freak out. I love it because these people are like natural performers and they've had supernatural experiences. They're not in it for getting paid for a TV show or something. This is their real stories and they're awesome. They're so friggin' good. I'm so excited for you to hear this. This is Comedians with Ghost Stories and I'm your host, Emily Winter. My guest today is Rachel Shearer. Hi, Rachel. Hi. This is so great. Thank you for doing the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I don't do too much chit-chat except to say that you're a comedian. It's all comedians on the podcast. And you have a ghost story. So I'm so excited to hear it. Where did where did it take place? So my ghost story takes place in a spoopy town called San Francisco. Great. Is San Francisco a really haunted area i feel like it is i mean there's so much weird history to san francisco and so many like populations that have come in and out that i think there's there's got to be something haunting something there right yeah and how (laughs) old were you when you had your experience oh i like pretty much this age like it was last it was last year so holy holy smokes it was so recent right where was it tell me everything yeah of course so i uh well i don't know if if this is relevant but the story in my family is that my grandma was a witch. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't All know right. if that's real or not. Mom's side or dad's side? Mom's side. Great. Um, apparently, she, you know, grandma was like, uh, it was Grandma Harriet, and she just knew stuff no one else should know. Like what? Like, she would just be able to, I remember when I was really little, I was getting ready to go on a class trip, and she called my mom, and we hadn't talked to her in like a week. She was like kind of a high-powered business lady, but she, oh. yeah, fancy. So she called my mom out of nowhere in a panic at like nine o'clock the night before and she was like just don't let rachel go <gasps> and my mom was like what are you what are you talking about and she's like she's going somewhere just to don't don't let her go <gasps> uh oh my god yeah and so we all kind of f- flipped our our stuff and freaked out a little bit uh and it turned out the class trip went and everybody was okay except for the fact that they as the history goes i think uh, it was a class trip to Mystic, Connecticut, and they were sleeping overnight on like a hotel boat that was docked in a harbor. Mm-hmm. And I guess the boat sprung a leak overnight, and they caught it in time. But the the ship started going down. Apparently, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So she just had this like she just she didn't know what it was that was bad that was going to happen. Was were all of your classmates like totally freaked out, or they, were they? I think they. Were, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, yeah. you. No, she, I I think they were a little freaked out, but I think they were like uh, overall. You know, it's sixth grade, so cool story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, wow. And so your mom was like, I guess you can't go. I guess you can't go. So there's, there's been this lore in my family for years that through my mom's side, there's some sort of relationship to the psychic world or the supernatural or something. So you have this in your family. Your mom does not have it. My mom kind of kind of has I mean, it. She, I, she talks about, you know, having had some stuff, but she won't really elaborate. But then... You know, I've had weird stuff happen throughout my life. I've had like weirdly predictive dreams. I've had moments where I've just known stuff. And then last year, 2018, uh, not to date this podcast. So let's forget that. Whatever year it was. That's (laughs) fine. I don't buy dating it. (laughs) 
um it was it was uh early in the year and i was flown out to san francisco for work mm-hmm. um i'm for my my work work i'm an independent brand consultant so i was out there to see a client and they were really nice they were like why don't you come out a day before and just i don't know sell in explore the city chill out do what you need to do you're mm-hmm. coming from the east coast just get used to it and it was like great so they were like book whatever hotel you want so i booked this like weird little boutique hotel in knob hill that got interesting reviews oh like what people say it's haunted no that's the funny thing nobody said it was oh, haunted. great that's but, even better yes. <laughs> and everybody was like it's just a funky weird place there's mm-hmm. like high relief plaster art all over it and what is high relief plaster art it's uh i can i can show you i took pictures <laughs> and they can accompany this in okay the notes if you yeah, want yeah. it's because it's funny and weird but pretty much imagine plaster sculptures that are like embedded into the walls, mm-hmm. but stick out of the wall. Okay. So, uh, like a little plate around a light switch that's shaped like a flower, and but it's like three dimensional and horrifying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it also just so happened that you know, as a side note, that this hotel had a Joan of Arc theme, so there was like <laughs> a massive Joan of Arc statue downstairs. Oh my god! Please tell me that she came alive. Uh... <laughs> maybe it was her maybe this is all maybe it's like you know she she was like listen i i just need to make myself a presence in 2018 i need you to know i'm here (laughs) the year of the woman supposedly (laughs) yeah she's coming back so yeah i get to this hotel i unload my stuff i'm in you know the room is perfectly nice the hotel's a little like creaky and turn of the century e i think it was built in like the 1890s Mm -hmm. somewhere in there maybe a little later anyway so I, i get in drop my stuff explore go have dinner with a friend i will say now completely a hundred percent sober coming back to the room at eleven thirty that night okay a hundred percent uh and walk back in the room and it's like eleven thirty that night and i flip on the light and i'm at the end of like a really long hallway and there's nobody else on the floor mm-hmm. like no other guests no other guests at least none that i can hear it's totally silent okay. but they they seemed kind of empty for that time of year anyway so i get back into the room uh, flip on the light and about I don't know a minute into being in the room all of a sudden this sound started to slowly turn up around me and it kind of sounded like I was in the middle of a cocktail party oh my god or like a dining room or something Ooh. like that and I couldn't really make out words but there was a low hum of conversation happening and depending on where I went in the room I could get closer to certain conversations, (gasps) but I couldn't really make out words. I could make out the occasional word. And I kept thinking to myself, remember that word, remember whatever you're hearing, but I couldn't keep it in my head. So I would hear one word and then it would just disappear. disappear. Yeah, just gone, like vaporize. And I checked, there was a vent in the room. So I like went closer to the vent, but there was no noise coming from it. And I was on an alley with a window, but the window was shut. And when I listened to the, like I opened the window, there's no noise coming from the alley and I shut it again and the noise got louder the sound got louder and I was like all right maybe I don't know I was on a flight today maybe there's something messed up with my ears whatever mm-hmm. this is weird uh it's late I'm just gonna get changed and try to go to bed so I I did um I went to my comfort place and flipped on the tv because mm-hmm. that's that's my comfort yes. place and best way to fall asleep totally got to <laughs> fall asleep to the tv so flipped it on and um it was already set to a channel with like the big bang theory playing and there was uh you know i don't really 
watch that show and nothing against people who do uh not my thing but that's fine but kaylee kuoko's face was Mm -hmm. in profile like Mm -hmm. three-quarter profile and it just held there for like 10 seconds and i could see starting with her jawline the edge of her jaw start to darken and it almost looked like somebody was burning ash like burning a piece of paper in the the, <gasps> the burn was going inward towards her face oh my god and then it turned into like fast time decomp so like i was watching her skin suck in on her bone like it was just turning into a piece of carbonized paper what yeah and it happened really quickly and i started to lose my shit a little bit yeah yeah and then was like because there's still the low hum of sound happening around me with conversations happening can you hear the audio from the tv or no is there the audio from the tv was on low so it's like having regular conversation but frozen on this picture frozen on this picture of burning kaylee cuoco of her poor kaylee cuoco her her burning face oh my god does she know about this i haven't talked to her yet but I'll reach out after this. Hey, Kaylee, just want to let you know, nothing personal. I will definitely tag her in this when I put this podcast out. She needs to know about this. Her face was burning. A ghost has it out for her. Okay, holy smokes. (laughs) So that happens. And the logical part of my brain, which was not operating particularly well, but was there, was like, hey, maybe it's a pixelation issue. Maybe there's a thing going. Mm -hmm. Who knows? So I flipped the channel twice more. And twice more, the same thing happened. It would freeze on somebody's face, and then it would start, like, with the jawline, like, a burn and graying around the edge of the jawline, and then slowly spreading to the face. And that's when I got really freaked out and super scared. Yeah. Somebody has asked me in the interim, why didn't you leave? Uh, And it's such a great option that I it didn't even occur (laughs) to me at the time. We probably should have. I probably should have just packed my stuff and been like, peace. This has been great. Dope hotel. You gotta go. But it didn't, it didn't even occur to me. So did the faces like totally burn up or like what? So they just slowly burned and then you switched it? It slowly burned. So it looked like it went from being a healthy human face Mm -hmm. to looking like carbonized sunken paper, like a mummy. Oh my God. And then it just held there and it held there. And then I flipped and it did it twice more. Oh my God. Uh, and then when I looked up afterwards, like at the third time it did it, like I turned away and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to get into bed. And I looked back and it was normal again. It was just back into a TV show. So, but the hum of sound was not going away. Oh my God. So that was still going on. And then I lay down in bed and I've, I don't, I don't know why I did this. Um, I, I lay down in bed, I'm in my pajamas and I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try to make the best of this. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I lie down on the right hand side of the bed and I get settled in and I'm just like trying to do some breathing. (laughs) What would would a person do to calm themselves in this situation? Right. Let's, let's pull out my Brooklyn roots and be like, okay, meditative breathing. Sounds like a good idea. Like in one, two, three and out for five. And let's try to remember what some yoga teacher said once. And uh, in the middle of trying to do this, all of a sudden on my left hand side, I felt these two sharp shoves. (gasps) Oh my God. No. Like just just on your body, just like pushing you across, pushing me across right by my ribs, like somebody was lying on the left hand side of the bed going, get the fuck out of bed. 
oh my god were they i'm i'm shivering right now i'm like having chills um were they claws or were they like it just felt like human hands it just felt like human hands like a blunt human hand just going get out like when you're in bed with an actual human and they're like you're on my side yeah or you're snoring wake yeah. up <laughs> yeah like also fuck you also fuck you oh my god oh my god oh get my god so what did you do i would have screamed and like just just <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah i was trying to keep my shit together and were you crying i would be crying i think <laughs> no but i did have the realization of how much fucking scarier the shit is in real life than it is when you watch it like it's really fucking scary we live in like these very normal patterns of when someone you say hello to someone and they don't say hello back you're like well that was rude you know mm-hmm. as opposed to like in the heightened nature of of watching any kind of media or listening to any kind of media and as these things are happening i was like in most cases this would be the beginning of a ghost story but for me i'm fucking terrified yeah I'm so scared right now this is this is the this is the middle and end of my ghost story i'm so scared <laughs> fuck that paranormal like shit like I, anyway that's such a good point actually because it's when it's actually happening to you it's like yeah when when you're watching a movie you're like i i don't care if these aren't real people this isn't real but you're like okay this is quite enough and i always want something scary to happen to me and then the sun goes down and i change my mind <laughs> so i totally get it <laughs> i'm glad to hear i'm not the only one oh yeah okay yeah so we have the acknowledgement like this is super scary so i did um, I, I looked at the clock and it's like, you know, close to midnight, which means it's 3 a.m. in New York. And I was like, I could text somebody. They're not going to be awake. Mm-hmm. I could try to call somebody. It would wake them up. That would suck. Um, okay. So I went on Facebook uh, and I was like, hey, anybody know what to do if your hotel room is haunted? Asking for a friend. Uh, and <laughs> my ghost friend. My ghost friend, you know. Uh, and someone that I was, I, I am acquaintances with, we've never met in real life. I mm-hmm. think we met on like a neighborhood forum because we roughly mm-hmm. live in the same place. She responded back it, almost instantly and said, yeah, I actually live in a really old carriage house that was built around the turn of the century. And, and we have a presence there. Uh, and sometimes it's really friendly and cooperative. Sometimes it's not. If we're gone for too long, sometimes it like breaks the door jam. If <gasps> we're like, you know, on good terms with it, sometimes it folds the laundry. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I was what like, a cool ghost. It's <laughs> like, oh, you have a caretaker ghost. Yeah. She's also somewhat careless. Okay, great job. Uh, and she was saying that she was like, sometimes when they get really hyperactive, you know, I, she was like, I don't think that they're trying to do you harm. I think they just, they feel like they're being infringed upon. So mm-hmm. something that I do is I will just say out loud, hey, I'm just trying to go to bed. Uh, I don't mean you any harm. I'm not trying to displace you. Let's just be peaceful and cohabitate for the night. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, let, let us both be welcome here. And usually they'll calm down. And I was like, okay, um, sounds great. Thanks. Uh, and sat like a grown, the grown ass woman that I am, <laughs> sat up in my bed and said those words out loud of course of course uh hey i I hope we can peacefully cohabitate for the night i am not here to displace you i just want to go to sleep you know we we can both belong here we can both exist it's it's okay uh and just waited and inside of about a minute um i realized i wasn't feeling any more shoves and very slowly the conversation the cocktail sound that was happening around me just started slow to go down little by little by little until I couldn't hear it anymore and I looked at the tv and the tv had flipped 
back to the Big Bang Theory. <gasps> and uh, all of a sudden, everything was quiet. Oh, my God. So, and Kaylee wasn't burning. And Kaylee wasn't burning. <laughs> Kaylee was fine. So, again, like the grown-ass woman that I am, I slept with all of the lights on. Yes. Every single light. Yes. I would be hysterically crying. <laughs> I would have left. But even if I had to stay, I would have, like, slept on the bathroom floor apologizing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. Holy smokes. And the only reason why I didn't sleep on the bathroom floor was because the most terrifying parts of that high relief plaster art was in the bathroom oh okay what yep. was it it's that's the flower around the light switch that looks I, i'll again i'll show you but it absolutely looks like the kind of thing that um is sentient and <laughs> like has its own will uh i took a picture of it actually when i had gotten in early that day in the sunlight and sent it to a couple of friends and said in that text earlier that day this thing is going to come to life at night and try to kill me right and the universal answer was yes <laughs> and then it sort of did and then it sort of did uh and this is very the shining to me right it felt super the shining in no small part too because uh and i should have mentioned this earlier but one of the plaster sculptures was a woman's bust and it was mounted to the wall across from the bed and what i noticed was when i was lying down in that bed the woman is i forget which direction she's looking but she's her her face is kind of angled in one direction let's say to the right but her eyes were facing forward so when you lay down in the bed her blank plaster eyes are just staring, staring at you <laughs> So, or is it like the Mona Lisa or whatever, like wherever you go? Which what are the ones where it's yeah. like wherever you go, it's just like watching you? <laughs> I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's I so imagine terrifying. it came from that. Uh, whatever it was, zoomed back into, whooshed back into that plaster bust uh, and hung out for the night. So I had about four or five hours of fitful sleep and came down the next morning and had a little bit of my, you know, Here's here's your raisin bran continental breakfast. Good luck. Here's your watered down coffee. Have a good time, uh, and you know sat sat down for a hot minute. Um, and it just so happened that the uh, the person who ran the front desk was coming by, and I was like, hey, just out of curiosity, mm -hmm. has anybody ever had a supernatural experience here before? Uh, and the person just turned to me and went, absolutely not. Oh, that's such a lie. Yes. Oh my god. No, no, no. I don't know of anything like that. Oh my god. That's that would make me so angry. I know, right? Especially just like such a flat, insistent denial when yeah. it was such a clear experience that like Yeah, you have a fucking life size Joan of Arc statue here. <laughs> you know it's possessed. You right. know this place has definitely had a haunting or two. Come on. Right. Come on. Own it. It's so funny because yesterday I was talking to two people who worked at the same hotel in Tucson that was haunted and they both have been like, yeah, when we worked there, we were like, yep, 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 totally haunted. You might find a weird <laughs> butter knife appear on your bed. Like they were both like very open about it. So it makes me even like doubly angry <laughs> that like this person was just like, absolutely not. So then yeah. did you find anything on the Internet or anything? No, all I found was that it was built um, and of course, I'm fuzzy on these details, but I think it was built somewhere between 1890 and 1910. And it's been in operation as a hotel continuously since then. Mm -hmm. So something's got to have happened. 
so and you just never found evidence of other people having this experience no no but i would love to hear if anybody else stayed at that hotel with the joan of arc statue in it they were very nice people like and the hotel itself was quirky and interesting and everything that the review said it would be it's like weird and in knob hill and really friendly and welcoming oh except for the part where you get haunted oh my god (laughs) holy shit so what do you feel like after i mean it's so frustrating that you don't have like confirmation from other people i feel like that's all you would want you right yeah what do you feel after this are you like does it did it make you question whether you had the experience because it seems so like it definitely these things happen to you yeah it did especially because i think there's this weird veil that's that gets lifted late at night Mm -hmm. and you it already feels like you're in such a weird dream state in the wee hours of the morning Mm -hmm. and for me it was 3 a.m because i hadn't converted my timing yet so you know there was definitely a part of me that's like there's no way i made that up there's no way like i was there and i felt it and i saw it and like i talked i i said these things out loud like i have a record in my brain of doing this but there is a part of me that doubts certainly what's the hotel's name again uh i think it was called the hotel jean d'arc okay I'm gonna. I'm like. Well, you've probably already researched it to death, but I'm like, <laughs> anything ah, anybody can it find. It makes me crazy. I, I want to know ears. more. Does it make you feel like you might have this gift that your mom and grandma have? I mean, maybe it could be fun. Yeah. Right? What I, would you do with it? Wow. Would you want? Would you be happy to have it? Because you handled it really well. Oh, thanks. Burning flesh on a television. <laughs> I'd be like. And then getting shoved, I'd be like, okay, so like you don't like me. And like, I do not handle that well. <laughs> like, I don't know. You seemed pretty cool at this. Well, I, I definitely had the, um, I think not having a safety net in that case of like, I knew everybody was asleep. I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk to anybody. So it was just one of those moments where, you know, you make the best of the situation. Again, in retrospect, so many people being like, it's San Francisco it's a 24-hour city, you could probably find another place to stay, or at very least another room. And I was like, yep, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Didn't really think that far ahead. Oh, my God. But yeah, okay, here I am. Let's just do what we can with it. Um, But as far as having a gift, like, oh, that would be so cool. I don't know. I just, I'm an inveterate people watcher anyway. I love hearing people's stories. I love seeing those moments unfold. And getting to hear, like, if I got to hear that from people who had passed on too and get to hear their stories too like how cool would that be that's such a good way of looking at it yeah right i think some people get really scared and some people are like you yeah i want this opportunity yeah oh i love that opportunity plus like it would also be cool to know i don't know i, I wish um I, if if i were to have like a legit power mm-hmm. if i had one request I would love to have like a spidey sense that comes with it to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, oh, you know, this is about to happen. So like, okay, you know, you're about to have a predictive dream. Like you you should remember this or, you know, you're about to have an encounter. So just like get ready, be prepared. Yeah. Because when you don't know, then afterwards you're like, oh shit. Yeah. No, I think a thing happened. (laughs) It's so weird. It's, it's like any, I mean, I feel like that's like almost any traumatic event, whether it's supernatural or not, is Mm -hmm. like, you don't even know it's bad until like 24 hours later. Then you're like wait did i just get in a fist fight with somebody and you're like yeah that's what happened but your body is just like in this weird fight or flight or something i guess i don't know so you were saying that like you've had some experiences before that maybe makes you feel like this is a potential like you do are a little sensitive are those just like 
yeah predictive like things where you're like getting a like a gut feeling like your grandmother had yeah there are some gut feeling things and then there are some visiony things oh what tell me yeah well so uh, kind of a dream thing so uh this happened when i i guess i was first living in new york and i have a younger sister she's um she uh i grew up on long island she was living out there at the time and uh she was going to come and stay with me that weekend because she had never really spent any time in the city and you know how cool Mm -hmm. got a sister older sister living in brooklyn come on by so she was i was uh picking her up on friday night and wednesday night i had this terrifying dream so scary uh where i was it was from a first person point of view so i it, it was me watching what was going on um and participating in what was going on and i was in this weird barn uh i never really dream about barns but here we are there you go uh i was in a barn and um i was trying to clean up like there was all of this messy hay all over the place that i was trying to like i had like a pitchfork or something and i was like Mm -hmm. trying to clean up the hay and then out of nowhere there was this like unseen really powerful assailant that i could just like feel the power of and it picked me up by my shoulder i felt this like sharp pain in my shoulder like picked me up by my shoulder and just like threw me into a wall uh and i was you know i looked over my shoulder was bleeding and then i woke up and i was like oh this is fucked up it's scary yeah what the hell like all right okay well no big deal um just a nightmare just a nightmare yeah as you do and went back to bed uh friday um my sister comes into town we have a really fun time i bring her back to the house in brooklyn and we're getting changed for bed and she puts on a tank top she's got this big patch on her shoulder (gasps) i was like what happened she's like oh well you know i uh she she at the time was an equestrian and was mucking out a barn and there was a horse uh that had been spooked that grabbed her by the shoulder <gasps> with its mouth, picked her up, and flung her across, and she was bleeding. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. So did you tell her? I did. What did she... Did she believe you? She did. Holy cow. Yes. I wish I had told other people in advance, though. Uh, yeah. My, written it right? down, but just, like, <laughs> handed her her own... Right. Watch out. On Thursday, this will happen. Because it turned out it happened literally the next day. Oh my god. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Well, do you have any other experiences that you want to share before we get to our, our final question? Oh, I think that's plenty. Okay. <laughs> um, because you are a comedian, uh, and this is Comedians with Ghost Stories, what is the scariest thing happening in comedy? Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, probably right now, the new casting on SNL. <laughs> Uh, second person to say that of the four yeah (laughs) (laughs) like literally happened what yesterday yeah yeah dude just you mean bowen right no You got me. Um, um, we are recording this on Friday the 13th, I have to say, which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. Um, okay. And then finally, Rachel, uh, where can everyone find you online? And tell us something that you've done in comedy that you're proud of or is coming up that you're proud of that you're excited about. Yeah, happily. Yeah. Uh, I am the producer and one of the performers in a show called X Plus One. And it's an improvised 1940s sci-fi radio show. Oh my God. So it's kind of like, you know, the thrilling adventure hour meets War of the Worlds. Um, the cast is amazing. I, the people who participate in it are, you know, I asked people who, 
uh, I either really loved working with or am totally intimidated by, and then they all said yes. So oh, you know you awesome. have to do this. <laughs> and they're they're an amazing cast. Uh, we have an incredible director, Kevin Liebson, um, and. Uh, yeah, we've been doing shows consistently in New York for about the past four years, a bit over. So awesome. we'll be scheduling some new shows soon. But uh, we hope you can come and see and check us out at xplusonetheshow.com. Amazing. Yep. And do you have any, do you have a Twitter or personal Instagram or any of that BS? Oh, no, I just, uh, you do I it all through low. X plus one. I do it all through X plus one. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Look up X plus one. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks so much, Emily. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I really hope you liked it. I'm obsessed with these stories and these people. Um, if you enjoyed it, you maybe should come to our live show. We're doing a live show of Comedians with Ghost Stories uh, on Halloween night at 930 at Caveat. You can go to caveat.nyc to get a ticket. Um, also, if you enjoyed this, you can kick us a couple bucks. Um, just Venmo me at Emily-Winter. What that does is it helps pay for my Podomatic Pro account, which is a little pricey, and I need it for uh, all the downloads. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can find me, Emily Winter, at emilywintercomedy.com and on Instagram and Twitter at Emily McWinter. That's Emily MC Winter because my middle name is McKenna. Anyway, uh, keep listening. I hope you liked it. and Have a great day. Oh, my gosh. That was a dumb ending. Okay, but like, okay, okay. Thank you. Okay, oh boy.